Tired of toxic, boring, or dead-end relationships? Feeling lonely or clueless when it comes to love? Need a fresh perspective? Well, you found it. This is Romancipation, a podcast that challenges conventional ideas about sex, love, dating, and mating. Hosts Marley and Lise offer candid and provocative advice about what it takes to find the partner you deserve. It's time to rethink your approach to your love life. Take charge and get romancipated. Today's topic, independence is the secret to relationship longevity. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. I think that this is so obvious to you and me, and yet I cannot tell you how many women in particular I have spoken to who somehow think that if they are independent in interests, in hobbies, in relationships, outside of their marriage or their relationship, that somehow they're not being a good partner. Oh my gosh. I've heard men say this too, so... Really? Because I feel men are very good at this. I feel men are actually very good at separating their independence from their relationships. And I think for a lot of women, they aren't. They struggle with this. And yet I think independence is one of the most attractive qualities in women as well as in men. I agree. You know, I I I feel that people have their own friends, their own work, their own hobbies or passions, you know, separate from their partner. They end up having higher levels of happiness. I feel like they have so much more to talk about. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're more interesting. They're more engaging. There's more layers to them. Listen, I totally agree with that. I think that you and your partner have connected on certain similarities. There's definitely a deep connection. There's something there that drew together. And it is so healthy to have outside interests. Yes. And it's not, you can't possibly connect on every single layer. Thank you. On every single thing, on every single interest. How boring would that be? I know. And I, it would drive me crazy if I, I mean, literally listen. had to spend 24 hours a day with like. Okay, now listen the idea of dating or marrying somebody like me, exactly like me, sounds so desirable. I can't even explain it. I mean, it would be the marriage of the century. So, I mean, I can't totally poo-poo it. But no, seriously, I do think that the couples that I've at least seen where they came together because of shared hobbies. Sure. You know what I mean? And interest, but they come from very different cultural backgrounds, very different belief systems, different ways of looking at finances, different like, you know, sex drives. Those are the relationships that I think implode really quickly because the only thing that they really share are like the hobbies and the passions. Do you know what I mean? But they don't share the deeper foundational things. Ooh, okay. That's like, that's super interesting. I've never really thought of it from that perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like those relationships actually end up not working out the way the ones where people are drawn to each other because they do share the respect and the trust and there's communication and there's personal responsibility, all the things you and I talk about in being romanticated, but then they can have completely separate interests. Do you know what I mean? They don't need to have the same interests. And it's like, it gives them, not only when they're together, they get to focus on one another, but then when they're apart, then they meet other people and they get enriched in their lives. When they do come back together that evening or, you know, on the weekends or whenever they're spending special time together, they have really interesting new things to tell each other. 
Exactly. Do you know what I mean? And they can share like funny stories or things that they've learned that maybe they want to teach their partner. I think that is just so important. You know, when you have a life separate from the relationship, also it makes you appreciate the partnership. Right. Right? Well, as long as your partner is also acting interested in what brings you joy and your interests as well. Okay, well, now I'm going to disagree with you on that because I can tell you my husband has a particular passion, which I find very boring. But you still listen. I do, but okay, you know what it is? Okay, (laughs) you're right. I do listen, but I pretend to listen. So no, but this is- I know, I do some bubble hugging myself. It's fine, yeah. So, okay, this is what it is. I am so happy that he has this outlet and that he has this passion and that it brings him so much joy. And I do support him in pursuing that passion of his. I right. do. You're not stopping him I from do. doing it. Exactly. You're not like putting up rails Correct. and being like, nope, but like, am I going to go out th- there in the cold weather and like be his cheerleader? No, I will not. I'm a little too selfish for that. I won't. And vice versa, the passions that I tend to have and my interests, he fully admits he's not particularly into them. So I kind of have to drag him to some of the things. And in the moment, I think he'll enjoy them. Right. But, you know, it's not as though he's like lining up to be like the first one to go with me. So he's not lining up to be your cheerleader either. No, he's not. You're right. Shame on him. You're right. I'm going to use that on him. No, (laughs) no. I mean, but the fact is, though, he is very supportive, again, of me pursuing my interests. And I don't know. I just think that when you're not codependent in the relationship, it makes you stay because you want to, not because you need to, not because of the yep. codependency. Right. No, you I know? love that. I and love I, it. I also think that as we evolve, as we get older, as our interests change, I know I've heard a lot of times from friends, I'm sure you have too, that once kids grow up and it, they're yep. out of the house. Absolutely. Some of the people in the relationship, usually the women, spent so much time focused on the kids that the whole time they were growing apart from their spouse or their Mm -hmm. partner. And when the kids are gone and they no longer have something to sort of focus on that's a commonality, the relationship just fizzles. Well, There's nothing there. I think you made a good point, though, because perhaps their commonalities were the kids, not the foundational piece. Yeah. Or the, you know, the few things that maybe they did together that paired up. Because I think... As the kids tend to get older, they do have different needs and different parents will focus on different things with the children. And I do think the second they leave the house, a lot of people end up looking like, what am I going to do now? Specifically the women, specifically women that have like chosen to stay home. And I think that when you have your own interests, it gives you an outlet that doesn't necessarily need to include your spouse. And you're not constantly looking at that person for entertainment, for what's next. Now, what are we going to do? Because they've kind of built their own life as well. And I think a lot of people end up resenting the fact that men or women have continued on with their careers and now they're stuck at home and what are they going to do to fill their time? So it's almost like they're looking for their spouse to be that person. And I don't necessarily think that's always fair either. I think no, I, that, agree. I think you have to choose to make yourself happy so that you don't become codependent because I think that that's a huge red flag in any relationship. I do too. I also want to mention that while I think you and I certainly support people having their own outside independent interests, when that interest overtakes the life 
Do you know what I mean? And it has a negative or detrimental impact on the relationship because the priority is no longer the family or the relationship. It becomes like that outside interest. I think that's a problem. That for me is a huge problem. I've seen that happen so many times too. And it becomes, the hobby becomes the... Yes. It takes over everything. Everything. The money goes to it. The time goes to it. The energy goes to it. And yeah, no, I mean, I'm not talking about that either. There needs to be a balance, I guess is what I'm trying to say. There has to be a balance. There has to be a space for each partner to evolve and have outlets for new experiences. Because people also, they do evolve at different paces, right? And at different points, like you said, maybe one spouse or one partner is focused on their career while the other's focused on the family. And, you know, as you age and as kids grow up and as you get further along in your career, your job, different opportunities present themselves, right? But I do think that as long as you constantly check in with each other, you know what I mean? And and appreciate each other and certainly have a united front against the kids. I know me and my husband can't wait for them to leave. I hope they're not listening. We love you. Um, (laughs) No, but, (laughs) but you know, we have a lot of plans, big plans when they finally get out of the house. But no, I do think that when you are on that same page, it absolutely reduces the chance of resentment growing. Yeah. Because resentment really is the cancer to relationships. Absolutely. It just is. And I think that the more independent you are, also, I feel it gives you a self-confidence to advocate for yourself. I feel it gives you the confidence to take personal responsibility and accountability. I think that it actually allows you to have more empathy. Towards your partner. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it absolutely builds respect. Yeah. You know, and hopefully trust because hopefully your partner's side hobby is not another person. The side side hustle is an (laughs) hustler. Yeah, exactly. You know, but I do think all these things come together. And I think a romancipated person knows this. Mm -hmm. So I encourage our listeners... If there's something you're interested in, if there's something you're passionate about, but you always said, oh, but you know, I have all these other responsibilities, you know, with my relationship and my family, everybody needs to put a little time aside for themselves. And I think that when you are a happier person and a more engaged person, you just become a better partner to somebody else. I actually personally find it very attractive when my partner or now my spouse has an outside interest. I yeah. mean, for me, it's it's almost like a level of sexiness. I don't know. I it's, love it. It's funny you say that because I think that outside interest can bring some spice into the yeah. bedroom. I, I think it too. really does. I think, for example, if you get a little more bendy, a little more stretchy, maybe Ooh. you're doing something, maybe you're learning pole dancing or maybe, you know, you're working on your strength training. I don't yeah. know. I mean, you know, yeah. you can bring some of that stuff or, or you know, maybe your stamina, right? Maybe your you cardio is better. What I'm saying is you can bring it into the bedroom. I think you can spice things up. You can make it more interesting. I think that also it's great modeling for your kids. I think it's important for them to see if you do have children that you're more than just a parent and you're more than just a partner or a spouse, that you're also a person and you have lots of different aspects to who you are. You know, I also think that it's as just like as relationships ebb and flow 
in the romantic realm, I think for friendships, it's the same thing. Depending on your interests at each point in your life, you have the chance to develop new friendships. That's right. And yeah. I think that's that great point. that is really important to making you feel more complete and it's going to make you a better partner. I also think that when you have outside things, it really helps develop intimacy. It not just like does. Not just physical intimacy, but also emotional intimacy. Yep. I think it creates a situation where people are willing to express a vulnerability and mm-hmm. a willingness to be open and try something new. And I know for me, my husband has absolutely opened my eyes to certain things. I think I've opened his eyes to certain things through our outside interests and hobbies. Right, exactly. And, you know, I certainly at cocktail parties, there's things that I can talk about that I really never knew anything about, but because of his particular deep dive into that hobby or passion, I now know a lot more about it. And, you know, it sometimes surprises people what I can talk about. Uh, you know, no, really, you know, I mean, because again, I think that men do have a tendency to be more independent, like I said, and they do have a tendency to feel much more comfortable pursuing their passions and then talking about them. No, they do. You know what? I agree with that. But I think like when I was talking about the men in my life in particular that have expressed kind of They were definitely younger and trying to kind of figure out what they wanted in a partner. And I think that there was times where they would feel confused if the person that they were dating didn't kind of match up with all of the things that they were looking for. And and it was more, you know, it was more from that perspective. And I think, you know, they were like, well, you know, I really like to go to the museums or I really love to watch football or I really love to do these things. And she has zero interest in it. I'm like, that's amazing. I'm like, I I know. I was like, good for you and good for you that you can still have a great partnership with somebody that lets you appreciate the things that you love to do independently. But so I think, again, we had touched on this earlier. And I think it's very true. I think when you're younger, a lot of people somehow think that the best coupling is when you match up on these interests. Like, oh, I'm really into football. She doesn't like football. I guess I can't date her. Right. It's like, dude, what are you talking about? Yeah. You know, and that's what I mean. Oh, I'm really into art history. And oh, he just doesn't appreciate Van Gogh. It's like, so what? Who cares? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. So I think that a lot of people, they are sort of focusing on the wrong things. And it's funny because I actually read an article about you know, how you always bring up like the online dating, yeah. the swiping and stuff. That's how they and how, you, yeah. And how people will read in another person's description that they like the office. Apparently, liking the office is a purity test. And, oh my God. And they, oh, the TV show. I was yes, like, the TV show. Like working? No, no, the <laughs> TV show. And if you don't like the office, you don't think the office is funny, that somehow like you guys aren't going to get along. I don't know about you and your husband, but our tastes in movies, in books. Oh, Right? And music totally different. is very different. Totally different. And yet, I have been exposed to some very cool things through my husband. Yeah, I've exposed absolutely. him. And yeah. I'm sure it's the same with you. It is. So again, you don't need to match up on everything. To you, find that connection. Absolutely. It's venting time with Marley and Lise. It's that time when Lise and I get to vent our frustrations over commonly experienced issues in romantic relationships. Today's topic, when people think it's a game to play with someone's feelings. Ugh, mind games. I cannot stand mind games. I can't either. Oh, Oh, my Lord. Who wants to go first? Do you want to go first? Oh, I'm going to take it. I'll take it. Take it away. Okay, so I think being unnecessarily mean or manipulating another person 
all signs of mind games in a relationship center around having power over the other person. Absolutely. I think mind games are actions insecure people use to be in control of a relationship or on a date. Yes. I think it also allows people to avoid taking responsibility for their own actions and their own feelings. Yep. And I think that people play mind games. They want something. They want to be in control. They want to manipulate you. They want to make you feel weak because they need to feel important. Right. Yes. Okay. No, those are good. Okay. I'm going to say mine. Starting off, huge red flag. Well, yeah. Yeah. Huge. Yes. It shows incredible immaturity and insecurity, like you said, on the part of the person playing the mind games. Yep. It's like you said, a power play in the relationship. It's manipulative. It's destructive. I consider emotionally abusive. Yes. I think it's a learned behavior that unfortunately is easily passed on to children. Ooh. Yes. I think it's an incredible, disrespectful behavior, and I think it is an absolute violation of relationship boundaries. Yes. It shows no sense of personal responsibility or accountability on the part of the person playing mind games. That's right. It's like they can never stop and think about the end result and the consequences of what they're doing. It signals the game player lacks empathy for the person they are playing with. Yes. It is so hurtful and damaging to the person who is being played. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine you claiming that you care about somebody and still being willing to hurt them and intentionally doing so. It creates trust issues in the relationship and it leaves the person who's being played. They have major trust issues in their future relationships. It's destructive to a person's self-esteem and sense of self-worth. It's dangerous behavior and it should never be tolerated. The person who engages in this type of behavior is in serious need of therapy. Yes, they are. I really do believe it. Me too. It's some bizarre ego trip that comes from causing other people pain. It is a very unhealthy behavior. And as I started my events, it is a red flag. Do not accept this type of behavior from someone. I feel so strongly about that. That whole like, don't hate the player, hate the game. It's Ugh. like, no. Does it's it like, not? No. You get to choose whether yes. or not you want to play in the game. That's right. And if you want to actually be a player in the game, then you're an asshole. Lisa and I want to thank you so much for joining us this week. To view the complete show notes and a recap of today's podcast, or to learn more about us, visit www.romancipation.com. Before you go, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can receive notifications of new episodes right when they're released. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. If you're enjoying the podcast, please let us know by leaving a five-star review on Apple or a five-star rating on Spotify. Reviews let Apple know that great listeners like you enjoy our show, and that helps us expand our audience. Thanks again, and stay romancipated.